0: before we get started make sure you've watched every episode in season 4 before you start listening to these podcasts if you want to avoid spoilers we do talk about other episodes even within a podcast about one particular episode there are lots of connections and and things Mm -hmm. to talk about so please make sure you are happy to hear some spoilers
1: or at least you've watched all the other episodes Recalibrating Recalibrating Recalibrating. Hello and welcome to Black Mirror
0: Cracked. I'm Sachandrika and today we've got a special guest from Hang the DJ
1: with us. So let's let her introduce herself. Hi Suki. The system makes no moral judgments. We have found your ultimate compatible other.
0: So you have Gina Bramhill, who plays the voice of Coach from Hang the DJ in season four of Black Mirror. Hang the DJ was a lot of people's favourite episodes and it's certainly my favourite from season four. Um, so, Gina, you're a Black Mirror fan. What was it like to get that script?
1: Uh, I am a fan and it was really exciting. Um, yeah, it just sort of came out of nowhere very late in the day. I think they'd all rapped, well, I know they'd all rapped on the on the picture so it was in post-production and um, yeah I had the well I didn't actually have the full script so I had the script up until they go up the ladder at the end so I didn't actually know whether it was going to turn out to be one of those Black Mirror episodes where everything goes to shit or it was going to be something really sweet which it ended up being which I was really happy about.
0: So it does feel when they go up the ladder. It felt like the Truman Show to me.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good comparison.
0: Yeah, I, it very strongly reminded me. And I thought, oh God, what's going to happen? And then, and then also the good place when they leave the good place.
1: Yes, and it all goes completely pixelated.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of magic, but magic is explained by technology in Black Mirror, I suppose. And um, and with the phrase you always say, everything happens for a reason which can seem a bit unfeeling,
1: perhaps, um, it actually is true. Yeah, I know. Well, that's was nice, isn't it? Because it could be, a, for a sinister reason, it happens, but it is actually for is actually to help people find their their person, their ultimate compatible other, um, which works, as co- the coach keeps saying, in 99.8% of cases, which we see then with all the, the couples that have made it, um, the like simulation cookie people at the end, but uh, there's two percent that obviously didn't. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happens in those two percent. 0.2 percent, isn't it? My math is yeah. terrible.
0: <laughs> so, so, <Yeah. laughs> so I think obviously Frank. Frank is, for me, the, the slightly weaker link, no, not because he's the man, but he's the one who gives in and says, I want to know how long this is going to last because it's so precious to me. And that, that word recalibrating, mm. oh. what was it like to film the recalibrating bit? Because it's heartbreaking or
1: to, to be recorded. Yeah. So obviously I was working with a finished pitcher, um, and so I was watching Joe Cole doing his amazing performance up on screen and then fitting in the dialogue around what he discovered on set um so yeah it's completely heartbreaking isn't it and that is very cold recalibrating is particularly cold um but what we what we then find out is maybe it was coach and the system putting them under the necessary duress to you know find the strength to run away and and actually be together and that's what it takes to have a long-lasting relationship I don't really
0: know it's a bit um it was cruel to be kind you find out right at the end it was testing him to see because it's the uh, Amy is using the app so it's testing if he's the right guy for Amy it's from her perspective I suppose overall
1: to say that again so it's the right guy for Amy yeah
0: yeah (laughs) because we see when we come out the phone um it's Amy using the app, and she she hasn't met him yet. That's She's about to meet him.
1: Yeah. No, I hadn't even thought about it like that. Hmm. But I guess every, they're all on the same journey, aren't they? So he must be he must be on an app. Yes. Be by the app, presumably. So so there, is, so there would be his cipher or cookie or whatever we want to call it going through the same process in order to find Amy. But yeah. Amy's on the app at the the end just when she's on it
0: <laughs> I don't know yeah the mechanics of it were a little bit interesting is mm. is it an injection of your consciousness into the phone or is it more like the mm. DNA that's picked up for the lollipop in USS Callister
1: mm.
0: how much of you goes in because it, it knows how they'd react
1: well I think but it doesn't seem as like far into the, the near future as those other episodes does it because when mm. they in a way, because when they go to the present moment as we see it, I think, I mean, to me, it's like almost because it's the Smiths playing as well. It's like a little bit dated in the 80s. I mean, I love, I'm a massive Smiths fan, so that's got nothing to do with it. But it seems like now or knit very close to now or even in the past a little bit. I don't, do you know what I mean? Because she's got like an ear. I don't know, in all those other episodes, everyone's quite, um, like utilitarian or something, and the all the surfaces are very uh, chic and future, like a little bit futuristic. But there, you, you're in a pub. Um, yeah, if it, it, like it, tomorrow, yeah, it
0: feels yeah. like Camden today, or tomorrow. It
1: feels now, doesn't it? So yeah. Then maybe they. I mean, maybe they're saying they already have this technology to do that. Well, maybe maybe
0: you answer a load of questionnaires. It's a bit like something like match.com but it's yes, so detailed. It's it no, it really it can make up a, a version of you because I think making algorithm personified as two people is such a great idea. It's, yeah, it's a good way to explain how it works. It'd be a great advert in a way. Um, so yeah, the mechanics, how they get in there is well, an interesting one to also, think about.
1: Like dating apps for, you know, elites and things like this, where I think you have to put in the amount of money you're earning and like you'll have like a health check and, you know mad things like that that's already happening so i think that's what charlie brooke is doing isn't he like playing on this is really close kind of like all this data the data that we offer up could create a cipher of ourselves like a clone of ourselves somewhere else (laughs) i guess
0: yeah, I guess it's using our identities in a way. It's, it's not thieving the identity because it's been given yeah. over. But in in terms of Charlie Brooker, did you have much interaction with him and Annabel Jones, or was it quite separate? Your your bit coming in with the voice.
1: Um, so I had some information. They were looking for somebody who um, could do a like a, a nice, uh, more like a northern accent, or I think they were thinking about a Scottish accent or something like this, or Irish, just something not quite you know very southern or, or posh um that's the information I had from him and then I kept getting emails saying can you re-record this line or that line and yeah so I so I offered a so I I did a a tape um for them which was really fun because I I do more screen acting so to just do voices was really liberating and very fun and I think a lot of actors really enjoy doing it um so I was like trying to find this voice and kind of looked at like um Alexa and Siri uh which I'd never done before so I was like suddenly discovered Siri on my phone um <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just didn't even think about using it but now I use it all the time um mm. yeah so like I kept asking Siri lots of random questions and getting her response and then um I also watched uh like we watched a bit of um 2001 space odyssey with um uh hal that's yeah. there um which is quite fun and uh my favorite one of my favorite pieces of voice acting is from her i really like the story that it wasn't scarlet i think you say johansson don't you i can't i'm not sure <laughs> I, I always said johansson but i think it's johansson anyway um it wasn't her in the first place it was samantha morton um which would have completely changed the whole tone of the film i think so it's yeah. nice to to think about voice acting and how powerful that can be and how it can change a tone in an atmosphere and um you know how to fit in a performance against something that's already that already exists so i had a lot of fun doing that
0: It it is it's, it's quite powerful in lots of ways and so you mentioned that you asked for line re-recording. So you'd get an email from, from Charlie
1: Brooker or from, is there someone else who sort of would... So it would be like, Charlie says, can you do this? And Charlie says, can you do that? And I'd be like, okay. Um, but on the day I had the lovely and wonderful um, Tim, Van Pat- Tim Van Patten, who's um, direct- the director, in the room. And he, I don't, I don't know if you know, but he directed a lot of the Sopranos and... Deadwood and um, is just an absolute legend. So he was there giving me lots of direction and guidance, which is um a massive luxury, really.
0: It's it's a great thing to have, like like having producer Dan in the room as I did earlier, so you met him over Skype. And it's it's just nice to have that reinforcement that this is the right thing. And yeah. um getting getting the line like getting feedback on your lines is, is great from Charlie Brooker. The fact that he's putting that much kind of detailed
1: attention into it. I mean, I think he would say himself he's a complete control freak in the best best way, you know, and this is his script, it's his show, it's his reputation, and he obviously massively is invested and believes in it, so yeah, I don't think he lets anything slip through the net
0: your voice is important it's a central it's it's the voice of the system, which we we have to try and work out what that is all the way through the show and um as well, and you're reacting to people who've already said their lines too how what was that like
1: um I found it really fun I think I've got a little bit of a I don't know um mathematical rhythmic sort of brain so I kind of liked that I was given these parameters and I had to work within them I liked um mm-hmm. there's a there's a part where Frank is like going up a hill and he's like doing loads of breathing and I had to like figure out how to fit these lines into him you know getting all this energy going up this hill uh and that was really fun and the director and producer in the room were trying to they were like just you ha- you can't breathe you have to do it all in one breath like coach does not exhale <laughs> <I was> like
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> coach does not exhale can i say producer Dan has has mentioned you can sometimes hear me take a quick breath because i'm very fast speaker producers
1: do not like breathing have have we noticed you're like okay well i do have to breathe like i am i am a human being um but yeah they were like try try these three sentences in one breath and i was like um okay so i was like using all my like um drama school voice training (laughs) and trying to do that um yeah and it's all like you know it's a big microphone as well So as you know doing your podcast you like yeah, you can't do little, you know, make the, the mic pop and things like that as well. I'm I'm learning
0: actually, yeah. which is why it's great to speak to you. I might need to ask you for more advice. I love what you mentioned about Joe Cole's character Frank being out of breath a lot. Cause you mentioned they're always running up hills and swimming and
1: running up hills. I know they're very fit. Those cookies or whatever they are, um...
0: <laughs> they keep them going. I wonder if there's something in that because, you know, imagine you more sitting at home in pyjamas, which says a lot about my life. Um,
1: Is so that they don't realise they're alone? I don't know. I don't... Or... Yeah, because they obviously... I guess they have signed up for some kind of retreat, dating retreat. I don't know. And they've sort of signed their whole lives away, haven't they? And gone into this, uh, you know, walled area. Um, so maybe their part of the retreat is to keep them fit as well for their potential perfect match. I have no idea. <laughs> I quite like it.
0: They're all quite good-looking people, actually, in the whole show. Even the, the yeah. really mean girlfriend that Frank has to deal with who hates him immediately is, you know, they're all gorgeous people, so yeah. this is possible.
1: I guess they have like, you know, they they will have some kind of hype although you know you see that in that um, I find it quite like a a depressingly terrifying montage where Amy is just like on the bed and there's just like a merry-go-round of people Um, and they're all very different aren't they and she's a a woman there as well uh, which I quite like but I guess because they're attractive they, they find other attractive people attractive I have no idea
0: <laughs> I, I guess that when she has those thirty-six hour flings, it becomes when someone's Tindered too much that that kind of slightly, um, I guess, can't stop the cycle because then your the self confidence that is relied on getting the attention might go down. I, I think it's. A tricky wheel to like a hamster wheel that's I've heard about for some of my friends I've not quite even sucked into that vortex before, but I mean I don't need to worry because my coach said my pairing day is imminent. <laughs> I don't either. know if you heard about that oh. <laughs> if that sounds <laughs> terrifying, it's imminent like a meteor um, <laughs> i just I was just wondering as well um with they're never alone and actually with Alexa with those kind of home mm. kind of voice activation units which are becoming more and more popular because you now see um other news organizations are looking at um getting news bulletins out through the making it another kind of radio but one you can speak back to which is kind of the next wow. stage of evolution for radio right mm. and um you know you're never alone with alexa or a siri there's actually is a voice there
1: i don't know i think i'd feel more alone if i was just talking to one of those things Having a conversation,
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you'd be available actually to train producer Dan's Alexa because I really... it it gives him like the wrong weather forecasts and he goes out without an umbrella and it's you know it's basically flooding and a, I don't want to lose him.
1: Evil Alexa.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So evil Alexa, that might he might have bought the wrong one by accident,
1: <laughs> or um, put the wrong it setting could on. Could be like Bad Janet from uh, The Good Place. I love Bad Janet. You too. How much do you love her? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely hang out with Bad Janet.
0: Would you hang out with Good Janet?
1: I would hang out with I just love Janet so much. But yeah,
0: I'd have both Janets. I liked it when Good Janet was giving out the cacti instead of whatever she's meant to give oh, out. Oh, that's
1: great. She's been recalibrated too many times. Let's use recalibrate again. Um, yeah, I love that show. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And, and quite, I guess, quite similar thematically.
0: It's got the rebooting, you're right, the recalibrating. And
1: that they have soulmates as well when they get there. It, Yeah, it's it's this
0: idealised... Oh, God, yeah, it's very, very similar.
1: I guess that's just what we're all thinking about at the moment.
0: It's a, There's a level of escapism in a lot of the best TV at the moment. And, and Black Mirror has been talked about as being more hopeful these days. And, and maybe it's because the news that comes out of your Alexa is... A, bit much to deal with (laughs) (laughs) Charlie also says he's feeling quite depressed by the news today so can you do an upbeat coach
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly I think we all there's something about like renouncing control isn't there so they they say in hang the DJ can you imagine what it was like before the system so obviously there's some kind of chaos in in being in control of your own destiny and and people can't do it it's just too terrifying so they submit to these programs to, to find the the person or to oh, i don't know to 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 escape in like uss callister i guess it's all so terrifying people just being hooked up to those extreme virtual reality games as well i guess something about you know us all just wanting to escape the the terrible reality <laughs> although i don't see it that way but you know that the news is re- very bleak um yeah and and i do
0: think with with things like twitter with technological advancement in digital journalism it's constant the news as well it's not a case of picking up the paper in the morning listening to maybe a 10 a.m bulletin and then kind of getting on with your day it's you you can flick to a twitter tab your phone goes off and it's it's constant so it's understandable why you might have it's kind of ideal worlds off to the side,
1: people go for like um you know technology retreats, don't they, or mm. I've got an app on my phone called freedom, so I won't you know so I'll get on with stuff and won't check things because I have no willpower, and <laughs> I think half the world doesn't anymore so it stops
0: you well, it stops your notifications, does it freedom
1: it stops everything you can't you can't go on anything mm. you can you can choose, so you could still have. If you're desperate, you know, still have WhatsApp or whatever it is. But yeah, you can choose what you want it to shut down for you for however long. So if you've got something like a deadline or whatever, or just something you need to concentrate on for a couple of hours, I sound like I'm selling it to you. <laughs> then you can program it for, for two hours and you won't get interrupted by your phone.
0: I can see coach saying, you know, <laughs> no, don't use your phone. Actually, they don't have phones in this world
1: so maybe that's why they're kept active because they just need to be doing something maybe that's what we'd all do if we didn't have phones we'd just be running up hills and swimming and, and i mean people do do that <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> some people do it we can't be made to do that so i i think having coaches' voice stops stops the audience noticing how without technology and how alone they yeah. are
1: yeah
0: so it's a really vital function your voice kind of provides as well to to keep our attention to keep our attention on the dialogue between the coach and the person talking and actually you've mentioned that there were there were different coaches like more than one in
1: the original yeah so i completely forgotten but when i got the original script there were definitely two coaches there was a coach for frank and a coachella for amy coachella which i quite like um (laughs) and so i imagine at some point charlie brooker was going to have two different voices like a personalised voice for Frank, a male voice maybe, and a female voice for Amy. And then I think there were like another, there were like other coaches that would go off for other people as well. Um, but it's quite vague to me now. So, so there was definitely a Coachella, which I quite liked the sound of.
0: I, I think it's really interesting because it adds the even more personalization of this app which knows the person so well and then creates a voice that you'd be comfortable with. But in the end they went with the voice of the system almost. And you have your, the one voice. Authoritative voice, I guess. Yeah, it it is actually. I was, I was watching back a few scenes. It's authoritative, but quite kind and warm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess they, until Amy figures out that there's some kind of weird glitch or something going on with the, you know, when she's skimming the stones and it's always four and she kind of figures out something, something <laughs> up. Um, then the, the, the coach is a kind of companion and they and I think they, they sort of do have to trust the coach and have signed up to. So they, I don't know. And, and it's a very good, like, clever writer's device, isn't it? Cause gets, gets a lot of exposition out there, which is good. Uh, with users noticing that's what's happening.
0: I think also, as well, that taking an app that you tap, and we're all frowning at our iPhones, and that's something Charlie Bricker said before that the world looks like that. Taking Taking the tapping out and making it a dialogue. Or, like in 15 Million Merits back in the first season, they, they kind of gesture and move to get the toothpaste and to switch on or off, the screens on or off, and and so on. It makes it dramatic as well, it makes it more theatrical, so it's better for the viewer to watch, because it'd be quite boring to watch someone else watching a phone.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's something that is more interactive
0: for the viewer. Yeah, but then also it makes the human being, the commander and the machine... The servant, it's like you do this on my command, and then may. But yet, the the technology is also powerful, so it's kind of setting up a difficult dynamic for the future.
1: Yeah, as well. and I guess because they're they're surrounded by those dudes with tasers, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the, this little thing in their pocket is is their friend. Is like, what's going on? What do I do? Please tell me, because mm. intimidating world when you think about it and they are really isolated and then they're just flung with randoms for however long
0: that last kind of towards the end where frank really can't take it and just has to know how long he has in this precious relationship with amy and then the shopping center and the guys are kind of all there and you think this is this this is like an oppressive state because you, you still think it's kind of real and and for me coach kind of brings both the punishment as well as the companionship, so when Frank says, no, I've got to find out, Coach, you tell me, and then it goes five years and the horrible scene of recalibration where your heart just right. drops. But it's it's Coach kind of punishing him as well for the crime of like betraying his promise to Amy.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny that it's not, um, it's not, it doesn't say ultimate compatible other, does it? It's not like, it is five years as well. I don't know, yeah. i just thought about that. It's quite so it's a long time. It's a long time, but there's they still they still have to say goodbye after five years and carry on with the system.
0: It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> cruel. Actually, you can see why he, it drove him a bit mad. Poor Frank. But they they do it in the end. Hooray! It's such a happy episode and such a fun one to be part of. I think as well. Um, the the world inside the app the clothes and things, um, what Amy wears, the little cardigans and the skirts. Reminds me of Nosedive
1: yes, quite a lot. I love Nosedive. I think about Nosedive all the time. Just, um, you know, I saw a girl, a girl the other day in in the, in the bathroom and the lady's taking a picture of herself and mm. she just jokingly said, oh, I've just got to keep my followers up. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> the world is so crazy. Um, and that's totally what it is. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she's incredible in that episode.
0: But then when she when it breaks, she's even more likable. Like when from the truck driver <laughs> onwards, when she kind of rejects it, you like her more because she's real, and there couldn't have been anyone else in that role.
1: No, it's so I think. Good. And I think about that episode whenever I'm in an Uber as well. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> because they can rate me, and I rate yeah. them. So I mean, I'm i think of myself as a nice person anyway but i'm really nice to uber drivers <laughs> so i'd be really gutted if i got like wind that i only had two stars or something like that
0: you know you can check it can you on your, yeah on your app Damn. well coach does not once coach does not get rated
1: yeah, no. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it does not happen for a reason. Um, is there another episode you'd have loved to have starred in? Some really great female lead roles, like not in season four, but in the other ones as well. is there another Black Mirror episode you'd be? In? I,
1: I mean, I absolutely loved. Um, well, so made I loved, but this this season I loved USS Callister, and I loved um, Nanette. I think she's called. Uh, yeah yeah that character because you also get two for the price of one with that role and <laughs> <laughs> be very I just think it would be so fun to be dressed up like that on the you know Star Trek ripoff set and battle <laughs> monsters it's oh, so good I loved it
0: I I do think that even though you learn that it's a tyrant making them do it I think is the actual actors on set they had they must have had a blast I like sure you know
1: did. yeah
0: toy guns and 60s go-go boots it's actually a huge laugh
1: yeah and then just like swam back to earth as well in that kind of oppressive office environment and i yeah I just I thought it was such a good episode I also I mean everybody loves it but I love San Junipero as well and,
0: in terms of San Junipero, could you do you see a relationship between that one and Hang the DJ? And yeah, I guess
1: it. I mean, it's all a yeah. I guess it's a progression from Hang the DJ, isn't it? That the the people inside the app get to live out the romance.
0: Yeah, it's like no matter how technologically advanced the world, emotion is still there, and love is still the most important thing. It's quite a romantic series, actually, Black Mirror. It is
1: really, isn't it? I mean, I think it's disguised. (laughs)
0: Very well. (laughs) well.
1: But it is like, I do think love seems to overcome a lot of things.
0: Looking at 15 million merits and the entire history view, especially that in both of those, love goes wrong. And they're fully heartbreaking that last scenes Mm -hmm. with Bing when he's in this beautiful new apartment, and he looks at the the um, origami penguin that Abby gave him and she's kind of symbolised by the penguin and for everything he's got he's lost her and then the entire history of you, the guy Liam is awful but then he was right Fionn did cheat on him and the baby might not be his but he ends that show flicking between the memories of the good times that are bathed in like sunshine and, and the empty house and you're, you're right about these beautiful minimal glass houses that mm. they often have, futuristic houses. So I think yeah love and emotion is such a huge part of these episodes and in hang the dj the the joy of it is that they they win we we think we hope
1: yeah i think so it does seem more optimistic than usual doesn't it definitely you know no one's ripping out something from the behind their ear or <laughs> um,
0: that's for- a standard ending of a black mirror <laughs>
1: like, yeah <laughs> where are they gonna pull it out from next yeah yeah left in in prison in you know oh god the the white Christmas one as well that's very bleak uh, that's and a seems great like, and that's more like technology isn't on your side at all it's actually a tormentor and people are, are trapped in devices the rest of their lives and I do think Hang the DJ is is much more optimistic about a a good use of this technology.
0: So with with the ending of Hang the DJ you didn't have it in the script but did you see it for the first time while you were in a recording studio? No no no
1: I had no idea I saw it with everybody else when it came out on the (laughs) you know in the end of December so it was really fun because I honestly... It could have. It really could have gone either way. couldn't, it. <laughs> yeah, it could have gone a number of ways as well.
0: Yeah, they kept you hanging on, didn't they?
1: And then, like, invested you are as an audience in that role as well. There is a, you know, an argument that then they're not real and we've all been tricked a little bit. But I think it still works at to be opt that it's optimistic, even if that's the case, because those then they are there In that pub, listening to The Smiths, and they have a wonderfully long, lingering look at each other, and you're like, okay, it's going to be all right. It it
0: is. I think I think for me that they're making an algorithm easier to understand, like how it works, by showing us the people, and then if it leads to already a sense that I know this person, that's often what underlies the feeling when people say, I knew, I knew immediately about. this guy about this girl love at first sight it's it's about a connection that you feel instantly and so that app has helped them have that that's what the long look says to me yeah and that those are the the best moments those are the stories you tell
1: maybe it's less like she's you know testing out every single guy in the pub and it's more like she's seen him and then and then she looks I can't really remember but maybe maybe it's like an app where you go oh I fancy that person is that going to work?
0: They, I mean, they have great chemistry as the leads, so you you kind of think. I
1: mean, it's so fun, and it's like it's like a, a the best parts of a rom com, isn't it? You know, the kind of real connection and banter and laughing and being a bit silly and and just the juxtaposition between them and then the other people that they meet along the way is, is so great. Like, <laughs> I love the guy with the. Ah, <laughs> like have we have
0: to. is that Was it Lenny? Hot Lenny, as I like to call Lenny, him. Yeah. Oh, hot Lenny. Hot Lenny. So hot. She's so happy when she sees him. She's like, "Is it him? All right, I'm on this."
1: Yeah, and then like the way she like consents to everything. Yeah, really quickly. <laughs> She's like,
0: "Yep, I've done it." <laughs> she was like, it, "It's done. We're good." And, <laughs> uh, and then he just ruins it with this one sound, and, and it's 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 such a perfect thing to pick up on because it's so harmless
1: it is harmless and if you really like somebody you wouldn't bother you would it but no he's also very presumptuous that dude he like jumps in the shower and he's like I think uh we should just get the sex out the way (laughs) like okay wow um yeah not maybe for everybody no
0: it's maybe the kind of confidence that works immediately that's immediate attractive because it's nice to meet someone who knows what they're doing but then over time you realize that maybe maybe not that it's not a special connection or you're not that special to them i felt like a story that was a a recognizable story about dating
1: definitely
0: Definitely. that
1: he's quite into himself so
0: yeah. Mm. yeah yeah um it's, it's such a great episode and your voice acting is such a key part of it. Um, what, what have you got lined up next? Are you doing more voice acting, more screen acting or what are you up to?
1: Um, I am going to LA very soon and then New York as well um, and trying out for various TV shows, which I can't really mention. But um, yeah, getting along the line for a couple of really nice things that would be on Netflix actually um but well, otherwise there's lots of things, thank you there's lots of things you can watch on i think on netflix that i'm in um oh like, like what like
0: sherlock oh so which episode are you in
1: so i am in i'm toby jones's daughter uh oh. yeah faith um so that was a really fun one to to shoot and watch and again a very secretive uh set and Lots of you know NDAs and things like this, which was the same with Black Mirror as well. It was fun, Who were, really fun to be part of those ones. Really fun to be on Sherlock. Who were
0: you working with mostly? Toby Jones, and it was the early scenes.
1: So it's um yeah throughout the episode, but Sean Brooks pretends to be me. I mean, this is a massive spoiler. You know, fans a fan favorite. So that was really nice, and this and this one has ended up being like that as well. So that's just lucky, isn't it? Really.
0: You you're doing something right.
1: It what were what were Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin oh, Freeman like to work with? Were they lovely, absolutely lovely, and very supportive, um yeah, wonderful. I've got no no bad words to say about anyone.
0: Have they got the same dynamic off screen? Where it's kind of like a bromance, but they're both really annoyed with each other all the time. <laughs>
1: I couldn't possibly comment but I think um I was there on a, a really wonderful day which was uh Benedict Cumberbatch Martin Freeman and Toby Jones and myself as the principal actors on set and I think they ju- I think they had a little competition to see who could be the best actor on the planet that day because honestly I've never seen anything like it it was so wonderful wow I can't I'm in the scene but I'm actually like I I think you're all just extraordinary, and I don't know how you're
0: doing it. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> oh, really nice. Oh, it was lovely to speak to you, Gina, and it's so great to find out more like behind the scenes, and and more about who Coach is as well. I'm sure people will be really interested to to find out how who you are and who's behind the
1: voice.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye. So that was Gina Bramhill, the voice of Coach from Hang The DJ. It's great speaking to her. So if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please check out all the others and also rate, review, subscribe, click all the stars and let other people know that this is a podcast you enjoy and that you want them to find too. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.
1: Everything happens for a reason.